Welcome to Nomina's Mental Health Mavens. I'm your host, Joanne, and every Sunday we bring you mental health and addictions experts on a variety of topics, including advanced evidence-based therapies. Now, guest opinions are their own and some content may be triggering, but our mission here and on our Nomina Wellness YouTube channel is to make exceptional mental health support accessible to everyone. So make sure to subscribe, give us that good rating, and maybe even share with a friend. So let's get to it. Welcome to this week's Mental Health Mavens, and today we have brought back Chad Northcott, and we're going to talk to Chad today about meditation. He even walks us through a guided meditation, which I thought was amazing. And in particular, we're talking about meditation around PTSD and trauma and how PTSD can work really well with parts therapy. So with that, let's welcome Chad. Welcome, Chad. It is lovely to see you again. And last time we talked a little bit about meditation, but today we're going to go a little bit deeper and talk about meditation, especially around PTSD. So do you have an introduction that you want to share? Well, uh, Joanne, it is, uh, it's lovely it's lovely to be back um, and uh, just been some hearing and seeing some, some great feedback with previous videos that uh, um, other colleagues uh, have been making as well. And so hoping to build off of uh, some of the, the information that's been been put out there. And I, I know today we had talked about uh, being a little bit more specific, not only with meditation, um, but kind of taking a, a trauma uh, approach uh, to meditation as well. And so I'm very happy and, and excited to, to be here uh, with you here today. Okay. Well, thank you. So I'm very open about my own experiences. And um, my daughter was, she was murdered in in a spree killing actually a number of years ago. So I know trauma and I know PTSD. I mean, everything from the phone calls that I got from the police to the, oh, the whole process and meditation and breathing was a huge part of my recovery, huge part in, in dealing with that grief and that trauma, especially for me. So I'm very excited to be doing this. Yeah. And, um, in regards to that, I mean, uh, that's, that's, that's a horrible experience, uh, for, for one to, to go through and, um, and, and more in, in kind of, uh, generalizing as well. The, the thing about meditation is absolutely, it can be such a powerful tool. Um, but for, for, for many of us, the, the mindful part of, of, of the meditation can really bring up and really kind of put a magnifying glass uh, to what is there. And so, you know, uh, my hope is to kind of um, just highlight uh, just even a few caveats with, with meditation and just being mindful of this whole um, internal um, experience which, um, you know, for, for some people, it can, it can be overwhelming to really sit, whether that's in, in silence and, and really start to, to become curious. Um, and so I, I know we can maybe uh, a little bit later or even now we can kind of go into, you know, just some of those, those caveats of, yes, meditation and mindfulness is, is very powerful. Um, it can be uh, very supportive and, and adaptive for, for recovery uh, and moving t- in that direction, at least. Um, but it can also bring up things that uh, maybe where we haven't um, spent a lot of uh, attention on uh, and can be surprising um, for, for some. 
I've never heard caveats around meditation, especially when it comes to to trauma and PTSD. So I'm curious, what um, what can it bring up? And so in regards to kind of um, extra receptive, which is kind of like being able to, to look outside of ourselves, which is more of like kind of like at the, the front brain here, the, the more kind of prefrontal cortex, when we're looking inside and being more interoceptive awareness, kind of having that that internal focus um, on our on our bodily experience, which is more kind of um, kind of brainstem, um, kind of at the back here, kind of limbic system, which I know you know some of the the folks have been on before, um, kind of talking about our our amygdala and kind of like emotional kind of a fear center, um, and then just kind of hitting on some of those other brain regions like the the insula or post anterior cingulate. Um, when we start to meditate. And if we are focusing on the breath or, you know, I know even Carly was um, talking about um, internal family systems. And so we're talking about parts work and kind of doing some meditations around that um, by focusing on say a part or a incident. um, Once we start allowing kind of those feelings to come up and maybe some of those beliefs around that um, for, for some of us, we can kind of go outside of our, our window tolerance. And so whether that's um, hypo arousal or hyper arousal, um, for some, it can be really uh, destabilizing. Um, and so building that, that mindfulness muscle and kind of being in a physically uh, a safe place to do, say, meditation and to get curious uh, is really important um, for, for those of us who have gone through invalidating experiences, um, distressing or, you know, traumatic experiences. And so being able to, to have uh, a few of these areas covered to make sure that we're, we're feeling safe. And I'm not, uh, I, I, I try not to use control, uh, like not to feel in control, but to feel, to feel balanced um, before we get you know, really curious with, with meditation. Well, I know when I first started, I would feel jittery and almost like I wanted to just rip my skin off. It was too much to just even sit still for a minute or two. And and so, I mean, just being, being, being curious on, on my end, what uh, was helpful for you um, as you're, you know, you're talking about, you know, just being jittery. Um, what, what, what worked? Was it a, was it a process? Did something just like kind of snap in? I I was working with a professional who would do actually some hands-on stuff that there was something for me that just went to breathe and to have a little, a gentle touch helped ground me. And um, yeah, eventually in practice to be able to sit for a minute, sit for two minutes, sit for five minutes until finally it became such a huge part of my life today. I still breathe. I catch myself. I know I'm stressed because one, my jaw is clenched, but <laughs> two, I, I can see myself breathing. And so that's, I mean, that's huge uh, that, that you had the, the support um, of another kind of trained, whether it's therapist or, or otherwise, um, that's going to be big for, for a, a lot of people. And you had mentioned kind of like uh, to be able to ground yourself. And I know for some people to, to physically hold, like whether it's like a smooth rock or, or something that they can, that they can hold. So you can always kind of like bring yourself back to that. And you had kind of talked about always being able to find your breath because absolutely uh, we are always able to bring it back to the breath 
and how the breath is able to interact with our, our nervous system and to be able to calm that down. Um, and again, you, you made so many uh, good points within that. Um, uh, but being able to, to use the breath to remind our body that we are here safe, if that is indeed the place, which I hope it is. Um, because, uh, you know, the, the body always keeps the score and, and that's, that's not my saying that's, that's Bessel van der Kock, um, who has a, a beautiful book uh, called by that name, the body keeps the score. Um, and so sometimes the, the body through our senses can, uh, feel like it was back at the, that, that traumatic event and whether that's like a smell or a sound, the sound of someone's voice or the, you know, a door, a door handle kind of like jiggling our body can just like kind of get that, that sense and maybe kind of get like flushed. And so, you know, we can be physically safe yet our body feels like it's right back at that moment. And so again, we're going to be able to work with the breath and be able to ground ourselves. And if we can always kind of like train our brain, right. That we can, that we can be safe in our own body, that's going to be huge. And once we can get that foundation, that's when we can start building off of that foundation. And it sounds like you were, you were able to do that with, with some guidance. And then I'm assuming through your own daily practice, right? Because, because meditation is yes, something that you can, you can sit and do, you know, five or 10 minutes or longer in the morning or in the evening, but meditation and and especially mindfulness, that's, that's a daily practice that happens all throughout the day. And the idea is to be able to punctuate the day with those moments of, of clear seeing, of being, of knowing that you are the observer of your thoughts. And that can, that can bring a sense of, of balance to the system. And, and that can be built off of, and that's when we start, uh, at least I would start thinking that as a, as a really powerful tool when we feel balanced, when we can bring it back to the breath and we can notice and we can follow the breath right from the beginning all the way through. Yeah. You know what? I have a new puppy and he wakes up very hyper. (laughs) It's completely thrown off my morning routine because I used to do my meditation every morning. So for the last month, I haven't been able to do my morning meditation and I can, I can feel it. It definitely is for me, a practice that I have to do on a regular basis, or it's like with me and I don't go to the gym. I, one, I fall off and I don't go to the gym for a long time. And then I just completely lose everything that I gained. So and the, I mean, you talk about like routine and uh, you almost, you almost don't want to get me, get me started, get me going on uh, rituals and, and routine. Um, and, and I get it with, you know, whether it's a puppy or, or children or, or kind of how, you know, work has gone online for so much of this. And like, we don't have so much of a specific work day. It can kind of be all over the place. Um, but being able to find that routine is just going to be so incredibly powerful but also, you know, as you just mentioned, being easy on yourself, right? Like there, there's certain days that, you know, certain activities come up where your, your meditation, um, your, your 10 minute meditation gets thrown off. I mean, the whole point of the point of, uh, of mindfulness is to begin again, because whether we're talking about just like an ocean, uh, ocean of thoughts and just wave after wave of thoughts. Like the idea is not to be able to control 
our thoughts. I mean, it's just going to keep on streaming through, but we can always begin again. And, you know, my hope is, you know, at some point um, during this, this conversation that we can even go through a little bit of a a brief meditation and, you know, I can almost guarantee um, that everyone will absolutely be able to follow the breath and then maybe follow my voice and then they'll catch themselves, hopefully with compassion that, you know, they've a runaway train of thoughts. Great. That's the point. And then bring it, begin again and bring it back to the breath or wherever we are in that meditation. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll definitely do that. So for the YouTube video, I'll throw a timestamp in so that people can come back and, and focus on that meditation. Uh, unfortunately for the podcast, we can't do that. So they're just going to have to listen through to the end. But now we talked about some of the caveats. How about the benefits of meditation, especially around any kind of trauma and PTSD? Yeah. I mean, right at the, the forefront, I mean, we're talking about that, that ability to the confidence to be able to handle some of those more difficult emotions. And maybe for some, it's, it's those difficult situations. Um, and so the uh, kind of mentioned earlier about that, that window of tolerance. And so we can, you know, for some people, um, you know, maybe it was a workplace incident where, you know, we can call it uh, uh, the, the impact trauma happened um, emotional or, or, or otherwise. And so even approaching the place of work, it can just, you know, the body is just whether anxiety kind of goes through the roof or whatever it may be, but to be able to, to build this, this mindfulness meditation, um, to be able to, to tolerate big emotions that, that can start to, to change the lives of people that, you know, the, the kind of fear response can kind of be turned down a little bit. Um, it, it can seriously, be so so big for for so many people um and and so to to be able to to build off of that that's it's it's incredible for some people yeah yeah uh and i was also going to ask because i know a lot of people are going to ask is types of meditation specific for ptsd because there's so many different types of meditations out there and so, you know, similar to uh, some of those that have, that have gone before me, um, colleague-wise, um, I mean, on a, on a personal level, um, I know Vipassana has been uh, very beneficial for, for myself, which is generally kind of being able to turn attention uh, back upon itself. Uh, in regards to more trauma-based, uh, I know internal family system, and, and there's so many meditations within that, but of being able to work with, with parts as a meditation. And when we're kind of speaking to some of those, those caveats um, before why I say um, internal family systems and working with parts is we definitely want to work with permission. And this is permission from, from our own system. And so I know it was, it was uh, nicely explained by, by Carly and, and others as to, you know, some of those protectors within us and why they're maybe protecting so furiously. So we want to be able to work with them. And so getting permission from our system. Um, and so for, for maybe some of those viewers who uh, are maybe questioning uh, or unsure of, of what I'm saying right now, I, w- I would definitely suggest um, going back to some of those previous talks. Um, I'll link them. I'll link them in the show notes for the podcast and the YouTube description. Yeah. Uh, Cause they no, were great. Yeah. They, they really were. Um, and so 
my um, suggestion and what I do um, as, as a therapist um, in the room is, is most definitely working um, in an internal family systems um, way, which is very trauma sensitive. And it goes at the pace of the client um, because the last thing um, I or, or anyone else wants to do is to go outside of that, that window of tolerance. Um, and so if we can be mindful um, if we have that, that kind of dual attention, we can be following the breath and we, we're sitting and we're knowing that we're sitting. Um, that gives us the, the confidence that we're not going to go outside that window of tolerance and we're not going to re-traumatize ourselves because that's, that's absolutely the, the last thing that we want to do. And so when we can, again, kind of build that confidence that, yes, I can have this image in my mind's eye and I can feel whatever that, that, that emotion is. And it's like, oh, I can, I can handle that. Interesting. And then, okay, what's, what's deeper than that? And that's what we want to work with. That's the common thing that, that I keep hearing in these videos that we do is curiosity. What's that? Let's explore that. And, and I love it. I love that it's taught me to be more curious about my own feelings. Curiosity, I mean, it's, it's the prerequisite to being able to, to feel through all of this. And, you know, I, I know it was discussed before, so I'm not going to go into a ton of detail, but curiosity that is from a place that is heart center, that is capital S self, that that is going to be so beneficial. And if it's anything other than, you know, one of those C words of calm, curious, compassionate, clear-sighted, courageous, that's just another part of you that's that's trying to protect you. And so we might need to, to focus on that protector before we bring it back to um, whatever it is that we're attempting to, to meditate on. Now, here's a question. Do you, can you do meditation or this internal family systems and can you do your work online? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, IFS, internal family systems, uh, it goes, it pairs very well um, online. And, you know, kind of going back to the, the kind of start of the conversation and feeling safe for a client. I mean, if we're online and the client is in their home and they're able to, you know, hold on to a, a pillow or have a, a blanket on them or sit in their favorite chair. I mean, these are all the things that can really allow you to relax and be in that place of, of curiosity. And so absolutely, I, I would, for those um, who aren't able to travel or, or, or whatever the reason is, yeah, absolutely, IFS. Well, we're going we're gonna to link all your information as well, too, because um, I know that uh, Samantha ended up getting a new client from one of these videos. And it's nice because you have a chance to meet the therapist before you meet the therapist. <laughs> it's, it's excellent. I, I, I think it's great. Okay. Well, do you want to do a meditation for us? Sure. That yeah, absolutely. And so um, I'm also just going to kind of get in a in a comfortable um, position here myself. I'm just going to plant my my feet on the floor, and I would I would encourage anyone else to as well. And just seeing if you can get your spine reasonably straight. And I just want to see if we can. Bring our attention to our breath. 
And wherever we feel that, whether it's at the, the tip of the nose, the rise and fall, or chest or abdomen, just see if you can start to fall into a little bit of a rhythm. Trying to cover the breath for its full duration. And when your mind starts to wander, like it will, just notice that. Then begin again with the breath. As you're following the breath, just want to see if you can incorporate hearing. So just tuning into the room and hear birds chirping, ticking of a clock. Just see how many sounds you can identify. So now we're just going to shift our awareness to our visual field. And so, although your eyes may be closed, you may be able to notice that it's not quite dark. Changing patterns. Shimmering light. So just notice all that you can with your visual field. And also following the breath. Again, if your mind wanders, just acknowledge that. Curiosity, compassion, just bringing it back to the breath. And I want you just to now notice the body, just any energy or any tension you may notice. Maybe there's a sense of calm. You just get curious about that. And we're just going to shift again in the spirit of parts work and internal family systems. I just want to see if you can locate part that you want to be curious about, whether that's anxiety, a depressed part, maybe some anger. So just spend a moment 
just finding that energy, whichever part you want to work with. Who needs your attention right now? Where do you notice that? Whether that's on, in, or around your body. Just turn your attention inside. So can you see this part? Does it have a shape? How does it look? And if not, how do you experience this part? And so as you're getting closer, just that question of how do you feel towards this part. It's the first thing that comes up. So just allowing those answers to surface. And if that answer is anything other than calm or curious, compassion, that's just another part. And just see if that part would be willing to relax. Willing to just give you a little bit of space to work. How do they respond? And for those who... This part is maybe not willing to relax. What do they need you to know? So we're going to stay out of the cognitive, out of the intellectual. We're just going to feel through. What does this part want you to know? And whatever that answer is, are you able to to validate this part? However, they're protecting you. And as we're staying with this part, just asking the question, how did it get this job? How effective is it with this job? Just allowing whatever's coming up to come up. And always an interesting question as we're working with this part. How old 
does this part believe you are? You don't need to make anything up. Just allow the answer to come through. What does this part want for you? And one of the last questions before we bring ourselves back, what would happen if this part stopped doing its job? And so if it feels right, just thanking these parts for showing up, extending any gratitude towards them, that feels right. And letting them know through meditation that, that you'll be back. That feels like something that you would like to do to be more curious. So we're just going to take two more deeper breaths, bringing our attention wherever we feel that, at the nose, chest, or abdomen. We're just going to start to wiggle our toes to feel our body resting on the chair or whatever we're sitting on. And we're just going to start to open our eyes, bringing ourselves back into the room. And so many of us maybe having some questions, if that's a, a new experience, they were able to kind of relax into that. What was that? What is that? And that's a pretty normal response after this kind of guided meditation. And, you know, for, for all of us, this, whatever this realm is of this, this parts work, you know, some of us, we believe that we're, we're just making it up. Like we're just making up some of these answers. If we're able to relax into it, this, this realm is accessible to all of us all the time. And when we're talking about mindfulness and working with parts, whether it's anxiety or depression, we want to, to speak for these parts as opposed to from. So we want to speak for this anxious part. And we want to, to be able to eventually witness and feel whatever it is that that they're feeling and whatever that message is they're trying to, to get to us. And so that's, you know, hopefully this, this meditation, we're able to find what, what we were referring to as, as self and that place of, of compassion and curiosity and courage to want to, to become more curious and get to know these parts. Um, and so I'd, I'd love to just kind of pass it back to uh, just to see how, how that uh, experience was was for yourself uh, if there's any detail you want to go into or or to hold it hold it to yourself as well that's that's completely fine 
No, it was, it was amazing. Um, it, it was fantastic because there is a part of me, but, uh, yeah, I was able to, to talk to that part because I've been so focused on all, everything else that, uh, it's all the little things that come up. And, you know, uh, I know it's been said, but no bad parts. No, there are no bad parts. They're all trying to support us. And, you know, in becoming more curious, we get to figure out, you know, why they're doing what they're doing. And it may be, you know, you don't need to answer. Um, but for any of those um, listening, that, that question of, you know, how old does this part believe you are? I mean, you know, Gavramate talks about this a lot and, and Dick Schwartz uh, with, with IFS. Um, at the moment of, you know, the emotional um, uh, trauma or the, the, the burden, um, these parts are protecting us in ways that say, uh, if the part believed you were six years old, they're protecting us like a, a six-year-old would, mm. right? And at six years old, we just didn't have the, the skills, the, the cognitive bandwidth to be able to handle a lot of these, you know, stressful um, events. And so, you know, that can hopefully start to elicit a little bit more compassion that, oh, like I become so anxious and then you know, whether I get angry at, at another person afterwards, it's like, oh, yeah, a six-year-old maybe is, is working in that way. Um, and so hopefully that, that was helpful for, for, for some. Yeah, yeah, no, that was amazing. Well, thank you so much, Chad. I can't wait to see what we talk about next. <laughs> of course, always a pleasure. And was there anything else you wanted to add in closing? Well, I, I mean, I, I, I truly... Um, hope that was that was helpful for for some. And if there was a, a part within within anyone um, that they found that that little bit of, of curiosity, I would encourage those to to reach out to um, whether um, that's a friend or a trained uh, therapist, um, especially in the realm of, of, of internal family systems in their area or otherwise, to to reach out and to to follow that that curiosity. Um, that's going to be a prerequisite to, to a whole lot of, uh, of healing uh, in the future. And so I, I hope people uh, follow that, that trailhead if, if that came about. Yeah. Well, again, we will add your information into the description. And uh, yeah, thank you.